The head of the corporate watchdogs warning that rising interest rates and the surging cost of living could push some consumers into financial stress. Joe Longo, chairman of the Australian Securities and Investments Commission, worries pressures on household budgets could tempt people to use dangerous and predatory products to make ends meet. Mr Longo's been speaking with the ABC's senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Peter joins us now. Peter, thanks for your time. I mean, these are good intentions from ASIC, but can the regulator really deliver to protect consumers? Well, uh, good morning, Tom. ASIC is always being criticised for not being able to deliver, but Joe Longo assures me that ASIC won't hold back from litigation against companies that really compromise uh, the security of consumers. And consumer protection is one of ASIC's key priorities given the looming economic pressures, and this includes a focus on protecting Indigenous Australians. Uh, Some of the enforcement priorities just announced include taking a closer look at predatory lending practices, investment scams, cryptocurrency surveillance, also looking at the practice of greenwashing where companies make unsubstantiated claims about their climate policies where investors could be misled, also ensuring that ASX-listed companies hit by cyber attacks make sure they comply with continuous disclosure rules to ensure the market is immediately informed. So it's a, a very long list. I caught up with ASIC Chairman Joe Longo in Sydney at the regulator's first annual forum since 2019, the first one since the pandemic, where he put corporate crooks and consumer predators on notice, especially given the pressure on households and the risks of a recession. Well, we're beginning to see some early evidence of stress on consumers. People with mortgages in a rising interest rate environment, arrears, they will find it difficult to refinance, or in some cases they may be driven to sort of fringe credit providers. Households are having to make some hard decisions at the moment in the face of inflation pressures. Are households more susceptible to investment scams at the moment as they try to make ends meet? Well, regrettably, investment scams have been an increasing problem. So I think, yes, rising inflation environment will put more pressure on consumers, may make them more vulnerable. Are you talking about get-rich quick schemes or other scams that just offer fairly questionable products to people who might not be sophisticated investors who who really want to pay the bills. What they are are they're high-risk products, on the face of them lawful, but they're inappropriately pitched to consumers in circumstances that doesn't meet their financial needs or circumstances. And it's interesting, Peter, I'm not talking about sort of fringe dwellers here, I'm talking about a bank or a well-known distributor or issuer. And we saw that during the Banking Royal Commission where some major financial institutions putting profits before people. Are you seeing a potential return of that as banks really start looking at their profits? No, I think that the banks have, I think, have learned a lot of lessons out of the Royal Commission. But I think the key message here is complacency. Look, you can't just be selling financial products. You have to put the customer, the consumer, at the centre of your marketing and distribution strategy. During the Banking Royal Commission, we saw cases of people being exploited, including parts of the First Nations community. What sort of priority is that for ASIC at the moment? Absolutely a priority. Vulnerable consumers and clearly uh, First Nations people are in that category. We're we're very uh, conscious of the need to promote financial capability in that area, but in particular uh, situations where vulnerable consumers, including uh, Indigenous Australians, are particularly at risk. If Australia falls into a recession because of aggressive interest rate rises, do you expect to see major insolvencies, perhaps crystallising the insolvencies that we didn't see too much of uh, during the pandemic? As things stand... We are seeing a small uptick 
in uh, insolvencies. But if we continue to see interest rate increases, and for businesses that are highly leveraged and, and consequently very exposed to interest rate increases, then they're at risk. And if there's a recessionary situation and there's pressure on their business model, then that's a formula for problems. Just on scams that are run by criminal elements, they're now a dangerous part of life and people are losing life savings or being conned by clicking on links or handing over personal information. What can ASIC actually do to stop the scams and to crack down on the criminals? We're shutting down websites uh, as quickly as we can to, that are causing this uh, behaviour. ASIC can take action, but the real remedy here is collaboration with the banks, uh, with government, with other agencies, the, the, the scam phenomenon is so extensive and so hard to sort of get to the wrongdoers. We need a range of um, strategies to deal with it. Cryptocurrencies have taken a battering this year, but according to an ASIC survey, it's the second most common product held after Australian shares. What's that telling you about the appetite for risk and the dangers out yeah. there? Most people who invest in cryptocurrencies or in cri- crypto assets really don't know what they're investing in, don't really understand the risk because those risks are very opaque. It's a very volatile investment. My consistent message to consumers is to be careful. And the data is worrying. The, I think a lot of people, particularly younger people, are still attracted to this activity. And my message to them is to be uh, careful or not do it at all. How concerned are you about the rising number of cyber attacks, especially on big listed companies? We should take these recent incidents as a bit of a wake-up call for a risk that we were all aware of. I think there's some opportunities now coming out of these recent incidents to strengthen the legal framework around how we deal with these incidents, being able to facilitate information sharing and collaboration so that when this happens, and it will happen again, we're in a better position to take a remedial action or mitigating action for those who are, who are at risk. We need to do what we can to go after the wrongdoers. And when things do go wrong, we need to have a, a whole of society or government capability to help people who are the victims of this activity. How concerned are you about corporate greenwashing? Last week, ASIC fined a listed energy company for false or misleading yeah. statements on sustainability made to the stock exchange. Mm. Do you have more potential prosecutions in the pipeline? Yes, we do. Yeah, there'll be more actions coming. We've got a number of investigations on foot, but we are very concerned about greenwashing. We see that as the sort of like the dark side of the uh, climate change sustainability challenge we're facing. We, We don't want consumers misled by extravagant statements. And ASIC's often accused of being slow or reluctant to litigate in the past, being asleep at the wheel. How do you respond to those criticisms? We will remain an active litigator. We're in court somewhere in the country every day of the week. I'm proud of our record there. If anything, you should expect us to be litigating even more frequently. Joe Longo, Chairman of the Corporate Regulator ASIC with the ABC's Peter Ryan, who is with us. Peter, while we've got you there, speaking of hard economic times, the Bank of England, it's issued a pretty dire warning overnight about a deep recession in Britain. How is this adding to concerns about a global downturn? Well, Tom, as you said, yeah, the Bank of England's warning about the longest recession in Britain since the 1920s may be running for two years, adding to woes for businesses and households. The Bank of England's raised interest rates overnight by three quarters of a percentage point, the biggest single increase since 1989, noting that the disastrous mini-budget by the now former PM Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng, the former finance minister, didn't help with unfunded tax cuts damaging the UK's economic 
economic uh, reputation and add to this the likelihood of a recession early next year in the United States and also a possible recession in the Eurozone. It's setting up for a gloomy 2023 and Australia might find it difficult to hide. Just while we have you there, Qantas, always on your radar, Peter, what sort of drama do you think we might expect from the airline's annual general meeting, which is happening today? Well, Tom, of course, shareholders and the Qantas board are big fans of CEO Alan Joyce because he's cut costs and taken the airline through troubled times in the years after the global financial crisis and, of course, during the pandemic. But he's been in the job for 14 years. Mr Joyce has signalled he's sticking around till the end of next year. But we'll see questions today about whether he should call time and go earlier than that and what the Qantas board's actually doing about succession planning to get a new person in place. There's also the crisis over the Qantas reputation that's been damaged by flight delays and lost baggage that's prompted an unusual apology from Alan Joyce a few months ago. And just this morning before the AGM, Qantas issued a statement saying flight cancellations have dropped. They're now below pre-COVID levels. On-time performance has improved and mishandled baggage levels have stabilised. So expect a lot of drama today and uh, discussion on the floor during the Q&As. And of course, uh, Qantas being Qantas, there's been a lot of preparation to properly answer the critics. Thanks for joining us, Peter. Peter Ryan there, the ABC's senior business correspondent.